How's it going, friends? Episode 6 of the live show with Kyle Megna, Kakana native, 313 Dodge owner, musician, and interesting person. This was a good little chat. Um, again, early early episode, and um, right before or right, right around the time Kyle was opening up his restaurant, 313 Dodge, Bye. so... Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? We're live on Facebook. I'm Evan Frymuth with Venture Wisconsin. The goal of this podcast, as I always say, is to just promote long-form discussion and just talk about different things in the community with different community members. Uh, The goal is really to, I say push culture forward, I guess, but it's really just to have in-depth discussions that need to be had on a local level. So today we have Kyle Magna with us from Kyle Magna in the monsoons. He recently opened up his own business in Kakana, Wisconsin, and I'm hoping episode six, we're going to bring you our first uh, technical difficulty free episode. So I'm excited. So yeah, I definitely want to talk about the uh, the creative community, but let's start out with uh, who are you, Kyle? Tell us, tell us kind of just an overview. How do you describe yourself? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> well, I am a Kakana native. Okay. So Sweet. Born and raised there. Um, I moved away for a while. I've lived in uh, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona. It's an awesome place. ASU. Yeah, it is. Uh, University in McClintock. That's a shout out to you. That's the, the is that where you lived on? Yeah, it was a. Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet. And then uh, I lived in Tennessee for a while as well in uh, the Nashville area. So I lived in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Worked in Smyrna, Tennessee. Okay. Um, eventually, just lived right downtown on the east side, and I uh, got to see things change there for a while. And then I moved back to Appleton, and I've been here for the last six or seven years. Okay. Uh, since. Um. How long were you in Tennessee? Quite a few years or? Five, five, six, somewhere in there. Okay, cool. So you must be 34 or something like that? 33. 33? On on the 7th of March, so I just had. Okay, just turned uh, 33? Yep. Um, Sweet. I actually have some connections to Arizona too, but before we go there, um, tell people what 313 Dodge is. Just kind of, so new business opened up in Kakana at 313 Dodge. Is it street or avenue? Street? It's street, yeah. Okay. So That's what right. do you guys got going over there? Um, so uh, my fiance Janelle, Abel, myself, um, we're getting married in May. And, Congrats. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, we, we got this opportunity to uh, run the business side of 313 Dodge. Um, this building, we always knew, was a beautiful building. Um, it's from 1883. And cool. I remember going there in high school, and it was called Plum Hill, and... Uh, what was it back then? What's Plum Hill? Um, it was it was kind of like a, a, a diner. They had an art space uh, on the upper loft, and they had uh, great food and uh, just a really cool environment. And ahead of their time, maybe with the art space, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we always knew it was beautiful, and then um, it was off the market for a while, and then we we got a hold of it, and right now we offer small plates. Uh, Janelle, my fiance, um, she did some catering, some for. For private events mainly, mm-hmm. like ten to twenty people, and um, so she's inspired by food. 
Um, we incorporate that with music and drinks, and mm-hmm. we wanted to bring craft cocktails to Kokona and uh, more of a wine scene, and then introduce food and music to that as well. So not like you're going to sit down and get like steak and fish or something, just a, you know, just a quick bite to eat. Okay. So. Friends or a nice date, something like that. Yeah. And when are you guys open? What hours? Um, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Um, so Wednesday, we are open 3 until 10 o'clock, Thursday 3 until 10, and then Friday 3 until 11, Saturday 3 until 11, Sunday <laughs> okay. uh, 11 a.m. until 5. Kind of sporadic, but more evenings, late week evenings. Yeah, weekend. yeah. I could have summed that up a little better. No, but no I'm getting used okay. to answering all these questions from like, uh, what are your hours again? Like, I gotta. Yeah, think of it. but we're gonna change those in the summer hours because we got a patio. Okay, we gotta sweep up and going. So, are you gonna? Well, I know we kind of talked about this beforehand. Do you plan on doing live music? Maybe this summer? Maybe next? What's or on the patio? Yeah, so they do a live from Hydra Park. Um, cool. It's every Wednesday um, in Hydro Park, literally right across the street from our place. And the cool thing is the stage is actually facing our patio, and then we'll immediately start music after that. Okay. Um, So I already booked the entire series every Wednesday. So Um, you can see the music from the patio? Yep. And then bring the music over? Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. So were were you and your fiancé kind of like, we need to start a business, or was it more that that building came about like and and what i'm getting at with this question is were you looking at other places or was it more so like i want this to be in my hometown i want it to be in kakana because i love kakana or, or how did that come about yeah uh, so again it, it was mainly the mainly the building that made the decision for us but uh mm-hmm. we had looked at a couple other buildings and it it just wasn't worth it we're like wow this is going to be a, like a lot to flip the inside of this place um mm-hmm. when when this got on the market, I think it dropped a few times in price, and it was the right time to get in. So we, we, we did, and we thought it was perfect with the concert series starting and things changing with music in the community and people being more open to hearing you know, a, a blend of music and trying to get some artists that are here in Appleton um, to make their way to Kukana. So Kukana yeah. doesn't have to drive to Appleton or make it kind of a destination where you know, folks from the Fox Valley will actually come and say hello to us at 313. Check it out. Um, so I make it a point to ask where people are coming from. And, awesome. Uh, it seems to be a, a mixture right now, which okay. is pretty cool. Good community support so far? Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, it just, I mean, it, it takes a lot. we got great employees. We have four part-time employees. And um, they're doing an amazing job and great family support and uh, friends. And we couldn't do it without all those people in our lives. So Sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, entrepreneurship is great. Employ people. Yeah, if you can create a destination, that's it's awesome, man. Um, basically, okay. So, so how? When did the music start in your life? Was it was it in Tempe? Was it was it before that even? Or when did when did music become a part of your life? Um, so I, I picked up the guitar. Well, actually, it was just kind of given to me, which was kind of cool. My mom is a piano instructor. Okay. Um, and she teaches from home, and she's about 30 students. But So we, we were introduced to music pretty early on, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't actually take lessons from my mom because it was my mom for some reason, so I wouldn't yeah. practice in it. But then uh, they got me a guitar out of the blue, and I started playing it, and I learned uh, sheet music for a while. Mm-hmm. So I was learning, like, 
Classic. Oh, win the Saints and Jingle Bells and stuff like yeah. that. And then I got kind of frustrated with that because it wasn't what I wanted to play, so I quit for a while. Yep. Um, this was when I was 10, and then I picked it back up in middle school, and I started learning um, CDs. I remember like bringing a Nirvana okay. album to my guitar instructor, and then that just sparked, you know, then I just like bringing in CDs every week and learning different songs. And yeah. Um, pretty much self-taught myself after that uh, okay then i took lessons for maybe two years and then it was off to the races where so. the where the cds come from were they were they phone call catalogs or were you were you walking yourself to like a, a cd store or what did that look oh like? yeah yeah i was i was going to the store to, to pick them up either at okay. the exclusive company or uh okay you know a, a target or something like that sweet so. was that like just like spending your allowance kind of a thing or yeah pretty much i don't know actually that's a good question. I don't know where I was getting my money yeah. at that time. <laughs> I don't know what my allowance was. Yeah. If I even had one. That's funny. No, that's cool. What, uh, like, do you remember any of those CDs that you're bringing in? Like, what, what types of um, stuff? I know Nirvana yeah. obviously sticks well, yeah, Nirvana out. was a big one, I think, for a lot of people. In yeah. At least the Baby Swimming in the Pool yeah. album. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, being 33, I think. I forgot how old I was. But I had a Nirvana t-shirt, I remember. Okay. Um, band t-shirts in middle school that's yeah, big yeah. Yeah. Incubus I remember that <laughs> okay uh, who else obviously Pearl Jam all the 90s I think that's okay. a, a 90s child cool much, so. so we're about we're about 9 years apart you and I and for me it was Green Day Fall Out Boy like, so it's kind of funny to see uh, yeah but uh, so was it like when, when did you think I could do this in front of people or like I should get a band together like when did that Grace sure. Your, yeah, your, it it started mind. in uh in high school. I started playing at like coffee shops and okay. local talent shows and uh, stuff like that. And um, I was obsessed with it. I I wasn't that. I, I listened back to things that I recorded when I was seventeen. <laughs> and it makes me want to puke. I'm just like, oh, just I I don't think that album is is actually online, which I'm I'm okay with. Yeah. You know? But uh, that's fine. Yeah, it's always it's always interesting. You you look back on what what you you did and you're like. Oh man, it seems to be like every album I come out with, it's just oh, I could have done this better. But yeah, no, I mean that's, that's the way. It that's is. the process, yeah. definitely. Um, when did you make your first album? Like what point in your career? So this is when CDs were like huge to me. Like, oh man, I gotta make a CD. Yeah, and it was pretty hard actually because there weren't a lot of home studios at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess my first official cd where i like released online was when i was 21 okay um that was right when i moved to uh to tennessee okay and did you go to college in tempe at asu or no were um, you just there traveling? so yeah I'll, I'll just that that story that i didn't know what i was doing um after high school at all i was kind of okay. lost i didn't really have a direction that i wanted to go i was very mm -hmm. interested in music i wasn't sure if i should just take a mill job or if i should i didn't know what i wanted to do so i didn't want to go to college for something that i didn't want to yeah. do. Um, so I just went and followed my my big brother, Tony. Um, okay. He was going down to recording school, actually, um, wow. in Tempe. And so I was pretty much his guinea pig, and I was able to go into all these studios and test out the equipment for him Cool. Um, while he worked on his homework, I guess. Yeah. So it was a pretty hands-on approach there. And um, yeah, it was just scraping by but it was mm -hmm. i met some great people there that i'm still in touch with today actually Sweet. one of my best friends um he now lives in wisconsin became yeah. my roommate because of you or kind of well he found i i i uh, dave leblanc i play he plays keys with us every once in a while okay 
and uh, duo shows with me. And anyways, he moved back to Wisconsin um, to join a band, and then uh, he met his wife here. And now he just had a child. So wow. I, I kind of pulled him that. along for yeah. the ride. So he thinks for we sure. talk funny here. So. Yeah. What's what's the guy's name? When I first met you at McFleshman's, he he plays the drums. Will you do the improv? Yeah, that was uh, that that's Zach Harmon. Okay. Um, and he's a monsoon. Are they all monsoons or? Um, Zach is uh, Zach's maybe guy. filled in like once for the band. Really? Um, but that's Noah Harmon's uh, brother who plays keys with us. Um, okay. And he plays jazz at three one three every Thursday. So sweet. Um, yeah. So once you got to Tennessee. I guess, where were you at musically? Like, did you feel like you were pretty talented? Did you feel like um, maybe not as much? You just had, like, a lot of gusto and confidence that you were just going to make it happen no matter what? Or what did that first album look like? Yeah, um, that, that I don't mind that album. It, it was a lot of fun. My goal was just to make a CD. It wasn't to, to make it or to be a rock star. It was just yeah. to physically have that. Because at that time, we're talking... MySpace days, yeah, like this, it it was it was a different, it was a different world, and, definitely. <laughs> um, it was, I was literally sending CDs in the mail to people, like it was it was wow. different then. So yeah, um, I just needed that, and once I got that, um, I thought I could you know rest, but sure. then it was just on to the next one. So it had to be, yeah. And I just stayed there for five years. Okay, so. did you how many CD how many <laughs> CDs how many albums did you record in Tennessee when you were doing that? three three yeah. okay and you've made how many total uh 12 i think 12 okay wow i, th I think there's some live ones in there where I, we just okay they make and those the same songs but it's a different beast. right yeah so when people were when you were mailing out cds uh because of myspace was it because of myspace that people were finding you or um well i would try in myspace to like yeah get in with the venue but it I don't know. It, it just game. wasn't. Sometimes it wouldn't work that well, or maybe people were getting too bombarded with, you know, entries. I don't know. I was 21. Oh, I was trying definitely. anything. Yeah. So, a funny story about that. I, I sent one even to. Uh, it was a bowling. It's Electric City Lanes right now in Kona, okay. yeah. but it used to be a different bowling bar. Okay. And uh, I I just wanted to play some shows when I got back home for okay uh, for Christmas breaks. Break. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, I sent this nice like formal letter. You know the guy and did you um, handwrite it or did you type it i, I typed it okay. but then i might have signed maybe i even signed it I okay yeah. um but i think it threw him off and then once i talked to him in person he's like yeah why why the hell did you send me this formal letter you know just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i didn't know thought it would doing. resonate yeah. yeah yeah i thought i was doing the right thing but i think i was actually weirding people out sure um, that's funny did you book any shows because of it do you remember yeah i played on that bowling alley um, okay yeah yeah that's it's awesome, man. That's how it starts. Yeah. Um, I guess what like what kind of things? I get. Do you consider yourself active right now? Are you like when's the last album you released? Just so we have like a um, timeline. Last year. Last year. Okay. I mean, that's an album a year, pretty much. Um, we did a couple. Uh, one was an EP. Yeah, okay. we try. We try to stay within two years. I, I, okay. I think it's important to release at least a live album a year, or something, yeah. or like three songs, or a single. Definitely. Um, but then I always work on that bigger project to have a full project. Yeah, yeah. you got to keep the the skills sharp, and definitely. Um, kind of lost my train of thought. I guess I was gonna say. Um, 
where where musically were you when you recorded those first three albums in Tennessee, like genre wise compared to now? Like do you feel like you're still in the same sphere? And I know I don't I don't like to put people in boxes because I know sometimes like a lot of creatives don't they just don't like that you know but uh do you think you're writing about different things now as compared to like those first three albums in Tennessee when you were kind of finding your direction yeah I, I think well especially 21 to 33 um a lot happens in that time and definitely lyrically you know saying different things or mm-hmm. um I think it's a little bit more mature but uh, musically, you know, sometimes it's even pulling back, um, not trying to to overdo it and creating mm-hmm. more space just to um, work with simpler elements, maybe yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it, I think uh, just letting the song breathe a little bit more and um, doing it for the song, not doing it to show off or uh, yeah, whatever. Definitely, that's be. awesome. Yeah. So, um, where do you draw? Where where do you where do you feel like nowadays you draw most of your inspiration from or at least like the the most recent times you've been writing i guess sat down and write yeah um a, a lot of it is just it's usually after i kind of clear my head or go on a trip or something or like i just went down to tennessee to visit a friend um or if like going to florida pretty soon on a on a little tour with uh, ross catterton on sax i'm sure a story will come out of that Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life experiences happen, um, and you, sometimes you, you feel it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you, I can sit down and write a song in, you know, uh, 10 minutes, and, and sometimes it takes me six months just to finish something. So, mm-hmm. um, I have, I have, on my cell phone, I have like, it's like over nine hours of just ideas. So, is it's it like scroll? It's just, I don't wow. even know what some of them are. And, yeah, you lose the yeah you lose the seed almost. But I will forget like a melody or something, or I'm walking my dog and I'll I'll sing it into my phone. Or, okay. I think a lot of other people in different areas, you probably do yep, something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just yeah. that's that's actually why I ask. Um, I'm trying to kind of figure out my process, um, business wise, creatively. If I have an idea, it just kind of starts to grow or not grow if that makes sense like if it's something that i'm like oh this needs to come next i'll just like kind of feel it almost as a picture like it's kind of like but this needs to happen first so it's like just beyond that and every once in a while invest a little time there but i do want to get into some other stuff too i don't know what it is i just want to like test other creative outlets basically and i'm trying to figure out the best way to make time for writing or for that inspiration, I guess. Um, so I guess I'm kind of curious, do you just wait for inspiration to strike or do you have some sort of like, Ooh, I need to, I need to write like 20 minutes a day or I need to write like an hour a week kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. Um, for, for a while and, and now with having a a business too, this is, it's a struggle for me. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure that out right Mm now. And for a while it would be, I don't look at emails. I don't look at my cell phone or, or anything when I wake up, put some coffee on. And then I like to write just in a draft to myself and my email just so it's saved. Yeah. Um, so I just get up my guitar and have some coffee and wake up and try to write something down. And mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably most of the time it doesn't work, but at least you're, you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I'm trying to do that. Uh, sometimes when I have an off day or if I have a later gig or something or I'm just, you know, burning yeah. the wick on both ends and I just I, I just sleep in and then i got to get back to doing something. So sure. um, I'm, I'm trying to get back into that uh, mindset, and I think that's very important to get, like, a structure, some kind of structure down. At least for me, I think everybody works a little different, and um, I'm kind of un, unorganized, organized. Like, if you were to see my office... It would be kind of cluttered, but it would be, I would know where things are. Mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of scribbles and everything, and it doesn't look like a perfect desk. Yeah. Um, but I know what you're saying. Um, at, at least in my, my emails, I, I like to follow up with, with those. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. Controlled chaos, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for sure. It's rough. But That's yeah. cool. How are you when it comes to that? Are you, are you clean? Do you have a clean desk? Or no. Do you <laughs> No. Yeah, it's very similar. Um, it it comes in bursts, I guess. So some areas where I'm doing work, well, I mean, even not. So I guess how I create my organization, and actually, I'm I like have been starting to build a morning routine, like basically like you just alluded to, and it literally like you need to start adding that if you're gonna add like structures in your like professional life or in your like th these things you want to accomplish but for me it's making my bed in the morning that's the most important thing um and now i've added a couple other things that i've found useful and i literally just took all these well the bed making thing was just a part of it um and then my cousin actually sent me this video that was like cold shower um glass of water gratitude which has been an awesome thing i recommend uh if anyone's out there definitely should do gratitude because it's just like it was a, it was an interesting point the person made and it was things like because your brain has different states so there's like theta waves alpha waves like these different literal brain waves and it like reflects different states of mind whether it's creative state of mind um almost like a sleeping or resting state of mind, um, et cetera. And he said, what keeps people out of the creative state of mind is negative emotions. And I don't know, I don't know the truth to that. Cause I just saw it in a video. I didn't look any further, but it makes sense. Cause whenever, and especially if you start the day that way, like you said, starting the day with no internet, no email, no phone. Great. But sometimes that taps you into negative emotions, whether it's someone commenting something negative or, um, I mean, it can be anything. I'm not going to put a limit sure. on negative emotion, but, um, I did have an experience right after I watched that video for the first time where I was getting negative messages in my inbox. Um, and basically it was keeping me from being able to like make a video, like all, my, all the videos we put out are like, I have creative license over those. Um, in all cases, it's pretty much, um, like my job is to find the story and I've been lucky enough that people just trust that I'm going to make something that tells the story and that involves creativity, you know, um, sometimes I even like write out the story structure before I make it and I was struggling to do that. And then, uh, I did all the things on that. Like I actually it was gratitude it comes back to gratitude. I wrote down, uh, like five things I was grateful for. And then I think, uh, I don't know if I meditated or just made the bed or took a cold shower or something, but, um, 
yeah, after that, I mean, I'm sure part of it was placebo effect, but I just like sat down, cranked out the script of what I was going to produce and then made it happen. But, um, yeah, I really think, um, moral of the story is I really think morning routines are, are a great thing. And, uh, you definitely find what works for you, but I kind of like the, the, uh, controlled chaos, like to an extent you always wish you could be better and you hate when you like you miss a lead or um you miss that email two weeks earlier or um that idea that you were like that's the idea and it's gone because you didn't attach enough info to it or you lose that sheet of paper or whatever but um i don't know i think you need to be that way a little bit like i think most creative people are that way a little bit you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure yeah, and you're, you're right when when you when you look at like especially being in the creative world and uh, putting yourself out there like you're 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 always online. Um, mm-hmm. I always have to be online. Um, yep. You have to constantly put out content. Yeah, and you know people are going to jab you every once in a oh, while. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's just going to happen. It's the nature mm-hmm. of the beast, and it affects me. It, and like I try my best to listen. Like, okay, yeah, you're like. I don't know. You just you got you got to let it go because it can eat at you, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's very important. Now, that's that's a really good idea to to practice gratitude. Yeah, just to you know, what do you do? You do it? You I, I, no, that just like kind of open it up. I mean, I yeah. I think of it random moments, like not like a, definitely like like oh, I'm very grateful for this and this opportunity for this, and yeah. just to be here with my family or mm-hmm. you know my fiance, you know, just just stuff like that, like like all the time. But just to practice that every day. Sure. I think that's it's only going to help you, obviously. But. Yeah, I think, and I think it's another thing, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not just creative people, um, but like more people, a lot of times creative people, maybe it's just creative people that are drawn to, well, I don't know, there's some sense of like emotionality or like being in touch with your emotions. I think like that drives a lot of creativity, whether it's music, whether it's comedy, whether it's art, whether it's painting, you know. Um, but a lot of times, um, yeah, it's those people. And I'm, this is where I was saying, it's not just artistic people, but, um, I totally see see what you're saying. There is a difference between just being sentimental and really just like feeling good when you're watching the sunset with your family on a, on a patio and there's some live music going and practicing gratitude like journaling gratitude and i think the sentimental stuff is more important and more impactful like moment to moment but like as a process almost as a mechanical process that gratitude like trains your brain to be able to come up with it faster if that makes sense i don't know it's cool um sweet so yeah where you know as we're talking about this i feel like uh you're going to get some cool inspiration like from like the struggles you're talking about burning both ends like in the business and stuff like that um yeah what uh do you ever draw inspiration from those old moments or do you only focus on what's happening now like when you're writing music like do you ever think back and make like and I guess it probably depends on where you're in, like, you know, you can't exactly 
put uh put walls on your inspiration but do you feel do you feel that you're ever reminiscing on old times when you're writing music or is it typically about what's happening in your life right now um i I would say sometimes i go back to that place and i think wow it's it's i've grown um i just remember like especially in tennessee being you know 21 and not knowing what i'm doing at all and Mm -hmm. you know i was living paycheck to paycheck working uh and that was during the recession too and i didn't have uh, an education to back anything up so i was i was literally punching seats for for nissan i remember just sitting there um my eight hour shift literally just like taking a board and putting it on this machine and going beep beep yeah. You know, I do that all day, and my my mind would just go crazy. It would go off into different places, and I would mm-hmm. wonder why I was there. Obviously, obviously, mm-hmm. it was for a paycheck too. I'm like, I got to get this album done, but mm-hmm. um, it, I was very stubborn. And um, but anyways, I do go back there every once in a while and think about like, wow, this this was a hard time, but I, I chose that hard time in a way too. So um, I, I think now I, I write more more in the present and sure. Uh, I think at at that point in time, I think I wrote around like 40 songs in that period of time. I just remember like looking wow. at all of them and it was all at my kitchen table um, in East Nashville. And I looked back at all of them and they're all pretty sad songs. So it's nice to have some more upbeat songs so, yeah. um, that aren't quite as like, wow, I'm having a hard time. Because like really when you look at it, like uh, you got to be grateful for, for what you have. And I, I think especially... Um, I mean, the position I'm in right now, I feel, I, it feels great and I couldn't ask for anything more, um, just to be playing music in Appleton and being a, a working musician and now trying to start something different. Um, I'm very grateful for that, but, awesome. um, that was a decision that I made back then. So, yeah. you know, I could have stayed in this area and done something different. And mm-hmm. I had a good job before I left for Tennessee. I could have kept that and things could have been completely yeah. different, but yeah, that's good though. Sometimes you got to choose that different path. When do you feel like you broke through in Appleton? Like when do you feel like the community started to like rally behind you a little bit behind your shows and support? Um, well, we just kept on uh, kept on playing right when I got back. And uh, did monsoons and... monsoons all came together when you moved back? How did that happen? Before I um, so it was started as a project in Tennessee, uh, just because I never knew who was going to be in the band. So kind of just called it a monsoon of musicians. Oh, okay. And uh, so that that was an album that I made with a variety of musicians there and from Wisconsin. And uh, anyways, I got back and then we had a group here and then um, okay. it's rotated a little bit in the past six, seven years or whatever it's been. And uh, it continues to grow. So that's yeah. that's how the monsoon aspect got. Okay, that's how you got it, the name? Yeah. Cool. Nothing too deep there. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, that's funny. Creative. What, uh, what was the coolest thing you've ever done in your, in your eyes as a musician? Like what was like some moment where you're just like, dang, like I made it, you know, or just like, just, you were so happy about like something that you either experienced or accomplished. Like this was what sure. I was hoping for. Um, just just some shows that um, I I always wanted to play the Meyer Theater and had an opportunity to play that um, a few years ago, and then um, more recently we uh, got to play Waterfest with Toto, 
Oh, and wow. uh, the, the lead singer, we were, we were going back, he happened to, I don't know if he just got sweaty or something, but he happened to buy one of the band's t-shirts and he had it on backstage, but he changed it again before he came out. But, oh, okay. So that was pretty cool to have, you know, Toto, one of the biggest bands, you know, that's been out there. Um, mm-hmm. I think Weezer just did a cover of Africa. They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. to have the, it, it was re- really Toto bought and they exchanged, yeah. they gave me a free t-shirt then. So nice. that was a cool moment um, just to be a part of that and just to... Um, I don't know cool. that and summer Summerfest has always been really cool to Sweet. play stages like that. Yeah. Um but just grateful to be a, a working musician. I mean those shows don't like secure your spot. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's a grind for yeah. everybody. There's enough places to play. We have a a beautiful city here that embraces music and has yeah. many venues, so there's no shortage in places to play. Has it has it always been that way since you've been in the biz? Um here at least. There's always been places to play, but there's been more places opening up, mm-hmm. um, you know, and more places that aren't even, I guess, like a venue like Gibson Music Hall just open up, but they're going for the, they are a venue. Mm-hmm. But like, there's places like, say, McFlushman's that will have a show there, which is awesome, unless like uh, over over a pint. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, and that that was a lot of fun. So there's places that adapt music that aren't necessarily supposed to have, you know. Uh, a band in that kind of space and it's it's a pretty cool thing so yes it's definitely grown yeah Um, i think it's a cool trend yeah um okay so where are we historically (laughs) that's going all over the place i like it for sure i'm trying to keep it wrangled um meyer theater do you play Summerfest every year or do you do you reach out to them or do you just have to like wait and hope? I'm just curious as to how that kind of plays out. Sure. Um, yeah, we have reached out to them, and usually we don't hear back until we played four years in a row. Cool. Um, we don't hear back until like a few weeks before because I think they take care of all the the national acts and right everything they need, which completely makes sense. So, yeah, um, definitely. But it's just cool to be on a stage and play in front of different people that Absolutely. are they're there for the the big act, but. But it's a hopefully huge can, event. Yeah, yeah, hopefully get a taste of something different. So definitely, I'm um, sure there's a lot of energy there in general. Yeah, just yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, we look forward to it every year, and I mean, I, I'm sure we're not going to be able to do it every single year. You know, there mm-hmm. should be more bands that take our spot and yeah, like completely get that. So. What uh, what's if someone was to look up Kyle Magna and the Monsoons or Kyle Magna, what um, I guess where would you recommend they go? to kind of get a gist of what you guys do or what you do as a creator and uh, where's the best place where they can follow you? Um, best place to follow us, um, you go to our, our Facebook page. Is, uh, it's just Kyle, Megna, and the Monsoons. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us, all our information there, the bio, um, videos. Events. Otherwise, you can go to kylemegna.com. Okay, and that has videos and links to um, also Instagram at Kyle Magna. All I'm yeah. on Twitter too, but I got to get into the Twitter game. I don't really. There's too many platforms, and I know you're yeah. probably on everything. I just am like, no. well, oh. I say master one, and then kind of deal with the rest once you're like mastering that one. You know what I mean? So like for me, we like we have Facebook. I don't want we have Facebook locked down, but we do Facebook well, in my opinion. Sure. Venture Wisconsin. Um, 
and then next we invest all our, our energy in Instagram. But I mean, it's not worth overthinking. I would just say have one that you're doing really well on and hopefully, um, yeah, just giving everyone the info they need so that you can at least be like, just follow this one and you're good. Yeah. You know? And I feel we're the same. I think Facebook is generally where we do the best and then Instagram mm -hmm. is next and mm -hmm. then it goes from there. Yeah. Um, cool. Why um, is it? Is it, is it this community you think, or is it, do you think bigger markets adapt to Twitter more? Or I always wondered that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I don't know if you looked into that. Yeah. So I think Instagram has a good, like locally Instagram here is, is good because there's infrastructure, which means that there's pages like mine that have existed long before Venture Wisconsin. Things like Fox Cities Eats or like uh, ADI does a good job with Appleton. Um, there's like Positively Oshkosh and Visit Oshkosh do really well down there. Um, but because they have that infrastructure of local people following them, it keeps them engaged. So if they're like, the reason there's nothing on Twitter is because no one did Twitter well locally. So like if there was one page that just like was putting out funny stuff from the beginning, which we now know is like what Twitter's good for, there's someone with that foresight that was doing that back in the day, there would still be people tuning in for local funny stuff on Twitter. And that gives, that gives people a reason to even like hold out hope or keep their account open. So there's so many people that are like barely hanging on to Instagram in some place where there's no infrastructure that once they get on and there's nothing for them, they leave. You know what I mean? So Facebook, the reason it's successful almost everywhere, once again, there is an infrastructure aspect, but one, the community is great here because they're very supportive of the community. Two, local businesses thrive here um, and people support them very well. So that provides this like online community. And then uh, the other thing is the share function on Facebook is what makes it better than everything else. Well, better for people consumer wise instagram's great but like business wise or um influencer wise or artist wise it's harder to run it's it's easier to reach people on facebook than instagram because of that share function that's what i've learned i guess in my my journey i guess but long oh, answer nice. long yeah answer. no that, that's <laughs> that's really cool to hear that's stuff i i think about but then yeah. Maybe don't understand. Yeah. Or just like, uh, just guessing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Um, what, uh, so I wanted to get at this with that question though. Um, if someone goes out and looks you up, like what, what song, like what song or album would you recommend that they check out to like get into you in your opinion? Like what's your favorite song or album? Um, I think my favorite thing that we put out it's uh just our self-titled ep so just kyle megan the monsoons that came out a few years ago okay um it's just uh, it's just five songs um then we did a live album as well and that's a lot of fun you can actually find that on youtube okay um so you can see it too and then you can download the song so it's yeah. kind of we took a video crew down there with us um and that was literally it was all analog there were no cuts it was all one take. all yep Sweet. literally all one take and yeah. we couldn't do manipulate anything it was and, and it turned out great i thought that's awesome. i mean it didn't sound too polished but that's the way it's supposed to sound so, right um, cool that was a lot of fun i'm glad we did that so they can find yourself title dpm on your website kyle yep it's it's all on there and we're i mean we're on every 
platform we can get our hands on. So obviously Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all that stuff. Okay, sweet. Um, what time are we at? Forty. Is this the longest one ever? Um, no. We, I think we did a forty-five. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he came. So Mon Green actually came late. Um, so we started. We had like fifteen minutes. Then we kind of acclimated to him being there. Um, and then we just kind of, we just kind of talked. Like, Mon Green did most of the talking, I would say. But there's a lot of he's into video games and stuff now. So we didn't talk much about Packers stuff. We talked a lot about that. But yeah, I'm sure you don't have time for much outside of music and and work what do you do for fun i guess around here i play racquetball really i'm obsessed with racquetball where um ghost town fitness center in kokana okay i did not know they had racquetball that's yeah, awesome like they've got great courts Sweet. um but i did find out it sucks because i'm a person who uh i don't know what hand i use which it was a down well, hand. yeah well i don't well i'm is that good at both, or is that good at just one or the other? No, that's good at both. Ambidextrous is both. Okay. I'm that way, too, actually. Well, I mean, like, I dribble left-handed, shoot right-handed. Okay. Bat left-handed, throw right-handed. Yeah. But in racquetball, I use both hands. Okay. And I don't know which one is better. Yeah. But I found out a technical rule that you're not supposed to switch hands. You're supposed to keep it latched onto one hand. So I got okay. really disappointed when I found that out. You thought you were, like, some special, like, almost like uh, you found a strategy that works because nobody knows how to play me yeah they're like oh i can't hit on this bad side but uh yeah technically i'm I'm breaking the rules but i still break the rules can you switch like from set to set or do you have to keep it the same the whole game no that i don't know and i have to look into that go set to set i get really nerdy and i started looking up youtube videos of like pros that's cool though well in one video i saw like a fight break like a they got in each other's face and i'm like really no way this happens in racquetball yeah you're like oh i thought it was just me and me and jim (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding but i play my dad a lot and uh uh he's a really good player um i mean we're not like we're yeah we just play for fun but right and you probably uh, don't know who to measure we go back and forth now so it's pretty cool i'll beat him a few games and he'll beat me but i have no excuse i'm 33 and you know he's like 56 yeah so (laughs) that's cool so is your dad is your dad pretty athletic yeah, yeah, he's always been okay. at the gym. He kind of influenced me to take care of myself, and yeah, that's very important. How much? How much is a membership at at Ghost Town? I think I'm paying like maybe maybe around like twenty something. Twenty something. I don't know. I just like it. Just comes like I, I never switch gyms, so I, just, okay. I don't pay attention you, to it anymore. Can you bring guests? I th- I think so. I'd have to double check. I have in the past. I don't know if they, if they changed something that which yeah. could have happened. Like, okay. Over. I don't know. I don't know if you're feeling what's going on here, but I'm in, I'm you, challenging you to racquetball. <laughs> I say we go live. There's there's oh, an upper. Yeah. There's a, there's a loft up there. We okay. can put it up. Oh, that okay. could be a whole. You'll set I, it up. That here? would be a lot of fun. Okay. Hell yeah, man. Let's do that. I played uh, Albie Pool. If you're watching from UWO, which probably nobody here is watching from UWO, but Albie Pool at UWO has open courts or whatever and my buddy my high school friend had rackets so we bought balls and he would we would play like once a month or something like that but it's fun man i definitely yeah, it's, it's a, a good it's time a great workout it's, to me it's better than going on like the treadmill or elliptical and just kind of absolutely out i usually yeah. listen to podcasts or stuff when i'm when i'm on there but like yeah i don't know i just that that short you know spurt of speed and then 
Yeah. I could sweat down, you know, to yeah. the belly button after Absolutely. the game. So. It's, it's like a, it's a fun social thing too. Like, um, I, I had invited a couple like roommates and stuff to play and it's just, I don't know. I'm a competitive person in general too. So that helps, but yeah, yeah. we should do fun, it. Man. Let's do it. <laughs> what okay. does it sound? We oh, declared. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Anything else? What's the hot date night spot after do you, do you date at three one three? Or do you try to get away from there and go um, to other places? We, yeah, we we get away when we when we get out. We we're due for one, um, so that's why tonight, I think we should get some sushi. Uh, Janelle, if you're watching, are you watching Janelle? <laughs> if she's be. watching, she heard that. Um, <laughs> we should get some sushi tonight and go on a date. Oh, for that sure, that would be that'd be fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, we're actually above Katsuya for those people wondering. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kyle. Thank you for everyone watching. Ask questions if you liked this. Um, this this is gonna get this is gonna keep getting better. Okay. As I said a year ago, 2019, this show will keep getting better. I believe it has. Uh, I think I've gotten more confident. I've continued to have good guests on, and uh, it's been a really fun learning experience for me and hopefully some other people have found joy in it as well so thank you for listening everybody